What is up, guys? Welcome to the Fit Cook Life Podcast, where we promote a healthy balance between fitness, food, and mindset. And welcome to the Fit Cook Life Podcast, you guys. Today we have your host, Coach Cam and Coach Ronnie. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Ooh, the intern bringing it in. Hey, hey. We got our season finale today. Yes. Sitting round table today. Ooh, yeah. We got a little round table discussion. A little Q&A action. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. And a little dinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are y'all having? This is, it's typically chicken Florentine, but we switched it up into shrimp. With mushrooms and spinach. Mmm. Spinach. Yeah. Coach Getting Cam, those greens in there. Coach, yeah. Coach Cam approves. It's <laughs> pretty good. Delicious. Awesome. Well, guys, we have asked you all to uh, submit questions over this past season uh, to really, dude, I don't know, get a little Q&A going on for the season finale. What season is this? Four? Four. Season four finale. We're over 40 episodes in. Yeah. That's wild. This is like 42 Almost a year doing this. So we do one each week. Yeah. We have over 40 episodes, so we're almost a year in. Yeah. That's crazy. Ooh. We're getting old. <laughs> we're I starting to become... I you that recently. How long y'all been doing it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just asked him that. We're becoming podcast veterans. Mm-hmm. So, with that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Apothecary ATL. We wouldn't be able to do this... Today, if it wasn't for the fine folks over there, helping everyone out with their CBD needs. Mm-hmm. If you have muscle aches, muscle cramps, joint pain, anything like that, go over there or DM them on Instagram at ApothecaryATL, and they're willing to help you. Answer any kind of questions you have. Yeah. They're always there <laughs> in between bites, Ronnie with the quick little <laughs> snippet. I like quick that. Quick there. But, um, no, Shout for out real. to Jeffrey. Shout out to uh, Jason. Yeah. Lexi. Yeah. All the folks over there. Yeah. Love those guys. And the little puppy. Mm-hmm. Always greets you at the door. That poodle. Yeah. I haven't, it wasn't there when I went there last. Yeah. Or the only time I've been there. But I, I think Lexi like... was there and then the older guy. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. They're always there. Always willing. And I love it because we, we train a lot of our clients out of the gym next door. Mm-hmm. And um, we're able to... To send our our, tra- our our clients out after their training on their way, and they always end up stopping by. I always see them going next door, going next door. Like almost like at least every two weeks, they're going next door and getting getting their uh, CBD fill and uh, filling up their bags and taking them with them. I always see them with a the little brown paper sack whenever they're leaving there. It's great. But all right. No ready. The intern is about to take over the over the podcast. She is going to be taking your uh, client uh, podcast listener questionnaire questions that you submitted in. Got quite a few, but not too many. Um, a lot of good questions too. Some generic ones, some personal ones. Uh, but we'll be taking those step by step. And uh, you ready? Yes, sir. Oh, the intern getting a little <laughs> formal. <laughs> Real quick, if you guys are not following us on social media, go ahead and follow us. 
on Instagram, we're at the Fake Hook Life. On Facebook, we have a page, the Fake Hook Life and the FCL, mm-hmm. where you can find tons of healthy recipes like the one that we are eating tonight. Actually, the the uh, recipe that I posted last, not that healthy. It was, I think, a pumpkin pie. Okay. Mm. But, you know, there's a balance. Healthy balance between fitness and food. Yes. Oh. Well, that's Damn, a good we slogan. Should, we should slogan that. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. We need some gluten-free pumpkin oatmeal cookies for thanksgiving oh that's a we need to come out with the intern's cookbook yeah i've been nailing it with some dinners lately yeah not gonna lie yep anyways let's get into the podcast answering questions what's the first one we got so question number one what's the difference oh wait i'm sorry what are the basic steps for fat loss hmm that's a good one. Very generic. Um, I think it comes down to each individual person. But I think you'll hear trainers say this a lot, and it's going to make Ronnie laugh. Um, but it's eat less, move more, right? <laughs> but you got to do it with a purpose, right? So you got to think, what's the body that I want? And then start uh, going backwards from there, okay? I think it's really uh, key to write out you know, set the goal. What is the goal, right? Uh, oh, my goal is to lose weight. No, 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 no. That's too generic. I want a specific goal, right? I want to, uh, you know, be able to fit back into my wedding dress. I want to uh, get back to pre-pregnancy um, weight or body form. You know, there's there's got to be something that's driving you. So that way, when things get hard, you can always go back to that main goal and know where you're going. Um, but... I think the basic steps in the beginning is to take over the things that you can control, mm-hmm. right? And that is the eating and the moving. Yeah, right. I, lo- I love what he's saying there. Yeah, definitely take control over the eating, over the moving. Um, those are controllable things. What you put in your mouth, you're doing it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's as plain as simple as that. Uh, you can definitely control what you're putting in. Now, if you have certain cravings and that kind of stuff, that's one thing. But Learn, educate yourself on what you're putting in your body. Realize that food is fuel. It's not just something that's supposed to make you feel good. That it is fuel for your body and you got to fuel your body properly. And then on top of that, you want to add in that movement. But you want to be proactive with it and you want to stay on top of it and be consistent with it. Don't just be good for like a week or so. Be good for all the time. It's a commitment. It's a lifestyle change that you're going to have to make. But it doesn't have to be as hard as it may seem. And and you got to realize too, it's going to be difficult in the beginning because you're 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 doing different things. It's brand new to you. Yeah, you're breaking old habits, developing new ones, mm-hmm. right? You Taste can, buds are changing. Yep, take it one step changing. at a time, always. And so, realize it's going to be difficult in the beginning, but it's going to get easier as you go along. And if you want more specific of an answer than that, then go back a few episodes, start listening to more of the podcast. Uh, we we really take a deep dive into the mindset. Into the training and into the food. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I guess that leads into our next question, diving deeper into it, is what's the difference between calorie counting and macro tracking? Ah, oh, I love food questions. Okay. And then which so, one is more effective? Ooh. Okay. So I would say, first off, calorie counting, when you're just looking at calories in, Versus calories out. So what that means is 
what food you're eating, how many calories are in each meal. At the end of the day, I ate X amount of calories. And then calories out is, at the end of the day, how many calories did I burn? Right? So I think that's, that's easy. But at the same time, you got to think about it. Okay, if I'm just paying attention to calories and not macros, which I'll go over what those are here in a second. If I'm just paying attention to calories, I can fit in, you know, crystal burgers. I can fit in a Snickers bar. I can fit in, I don't know, name something. Donuts. Donuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Notice how we both threw that one out. Yeah, because we're both looking at Ronnie. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's fueling you the right way, and it doesn't mean that you're going to get the body that you're wanting. Right. Now... Macros is proteins, fats, carbs. Those are your macros. When you hit those specific goals on, okay, how many, how many grams of protein do I need? Check. How many grams of carbs do I need? Check. How many grams of fat do I need? Check. When you hit those goals, you're hitting your calorie goals. And then you tar- start taking a look at what you're eating each day and you're going, oh, wow, I'm not getting enough protein. I'm eating way too many fats, and I'm getting a lot of carbs through sugars, through glucose. You'll start noticing those trends. That's usually the three things that people start to notice is they're getting way too many fats. That's like your sauces, your extra stuff. You're, get, you're, you're overeating on nuts or whatever it is. And then you look over, and you're like, wow, I'm getting a, a lot of sugar. And then you'll look over and you'll be like, my protein's like 100 grams off. I'm not even eating enough. enough." Guys, the biggest thing that I see whenever it comes to nutrition, and I know this is a nutrition-related question, and Cam is one of our experts on it, but biggest thing whenever it comes down to it is that you got to know how your, your body is going to react to the foods that you're eating. Um, like he's saying, and, and a lot of people don't have any type of like structure to the way that they eat. That they eat. They don't know how many calories they're taking in. They don't know how much protein they should be taking in. Anything like that. It's all just a big foreign concept. So what we end up doing is we end up falling into these different marketing tactics. And we end up eating those fast foods, the convenient foods. Everyone's life is crazy. It's super busy. And and everything like that. So we all fall into the trap. And, and then our, our body gets accustomed to those types of things. We start to crave those certain things. Um, and like he's saying, there, there's a difference between tracking calories and tracking macros and all that. But really what it comes down to is getting your nutrition in check. And what we like to promote is uh, macro tracking because it does allow some of that flexibility to eat some of the foods that you like without doing a total elimination type diet. Yeah. You have a lot more lenience when it comes to balance and lifestyle eating. You know, you'll... You, You'll associate a lot of uh, macro tracking with bodybuilders or people that are looking to get on stage. And it's like, no, you don't have to be that extreme. Mm -hmm. You can still hit the goals that you want each day and still have the body that you want and have a lenient diet. Yeah, the big thing about macro tracking is that your body responds differently to different types of food. And And I'll say this too, is someone is singing out in the hallway... Um, I'll say this too, is that you start to learn more too. Mm-hmm. When you start paying attention to more of the macros, you start to learn, oh wow, this can of beans that I've been eating, not that healthy for you. Or, 
oh wow, this quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes with my fingers right now, protein bar doesn't have a lot of protein in it and it's got a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, you start noticing those things and then you start implementing healthier little changes, small ones, that end up giving you your goal. Right. So I would say macro tracking, that's what the difference is in the macro tracking is way more effective in the long run for living a healthier life. Mm-hmm. Now, the next question is actually directed towards the intern, and I'm going to ask this one. Kate. Mm-hmm. Or intern. Or intern. What's it like for you to see Ronnie's transformation? Um, it's definitely inspiring, for sure. Just because I know what things were like back when we first started dating and him and I were going to the gym together. Before now, it was basically the bro split, so to say, what y'all yes. called it. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, go back a few episodes. We talked about that. <laughs> but um, we would go to the gym together and we would do upper body one day and legs the next day and then cardio one day. And then, but our eating was our snack tower, which we've talked about that before too. The last one that I did with y'all. Yeah. But it's definitely inspiring to see his transformation. I'm super proud of how far he's come. Like as far as like physically, mentally, and just as a person, it's, I look up to him every day with his transformation that he's had over the years. Yeah, and even in the the small amount of uh, two years that I've known Ronnie, it's been inspiring to see his mindset grow when he's thinking of how to train other people. Oh yeah, he's super selfless, like, mm-hmm. and not just like even outside of training, like everybody comes first, and. He, like I said, he's just selfless, he's caring, and he puts his clients first, and he caters to each individual client. He's, it's not just like a broad spectrum, like, okay, this is what we're doing for every client today. It's like, oh, I know this person has back problems. I know this person can't do this because they have bad knees. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's what puts him above a lot of those trainers that you see in just like the big box gyms, so to say. Because he actually, he caters to each one of his clients. Well, Ronnie's dealing with we his have cat. A situation. Yeah. The FCL cat Ronnie sat on. All right. The, uh, the next question is directed towards you, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Coach Ronnie. Thank you for that, dude. That uh, almost teared up there. Sorry, let me compose myself. (laughs) (laughs) Coach Ronnie, what goes into programming someone's workout plan whenever, like, you, uh, it says for a first time client? So, I guess when you first get a client, what goes into planning their their workouts? Yeah. Um, So, one of the big things that I like to do is I like to do some kind of like a movement analysis. First things first, I always ask if, uh, if they've had any injuries in the past. Because if there's been injuries before, then there's probably going to be some scar tissue there, and there's probably going to be some mobility issues. Um, so everything that I like to do whenever I start out with clients is really work on the stability phase. Um, even if they've been working out prior, I want to learn how their body moves in certain ways, and I want to see it 
Um, and whether if it's an online client or, or if it's an in-person client, I like to, to see how their body moves, how they react to different cues with what I'm saying. And then I start to make the program from there um, because I take into account any type of injuries. Obviously, if someone has a blown out ACL, I'm not going to be having them doing a ton of jumping movements and stuff like that. Uh, but then on top of that, if they have any mobility restrictions, just it like, for example, a lot of people like to, or they don't like to, but a lot of people are forced to sit down um, at a desk. And so that leads to a lot of postural issues and stuff like that that we have to address before. I mean, we're going to add any type of weights or anything like that. So to take a very long-witted answer and bring it into a, a short answer here for you, um, I like to look at the individual see what their specific needs are, see where they are lacking in certain areas, build those up first until they have a good stable base and then start to add from there. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So I guess next question would be for you, Coach Kim. Mm -hmm. What goes into nutrition, nutrition coaching for a first time client anyways? Okay, so it's the same scenario when I first meet somebody and we're getting into their nutrition. Um, basically, the, the first step is for them to, to track. Figure out what you're eating. Yeah, we got we to gotta figure out what it is you're eating. So I tell them, don't change anything at all. Mm -hmm. Go with a normal day. I like to have uh, a normal day at home, a normal day at work, and a normal day uh, on the weekend. So it's just three times. Basically, that's their week's homework, um, and we go from there. Next, I, I, I'll take a look at what their foods are. We're not going to go right into macros immediately. That's not the first step, right? Um, I don't like telling people how to eat. I like figuring out what it is that they're doing and then tweak it from there. And we can get more and more and more into it, more strict uh, as we go along, depending on each person. Some people don't want you know, to track their food every day. Some people don't want to download an app like MyFitnessPal and track their food at all. And so I've got to go in and, you know, some people like to take pictures of it. Everybody's different. And so I work with everybody on it. Um, there's no one way of, hey, you're going to get results. This is the only way that you can do it, you know, type thing. Um, but basically, I have them track their food and I have them track their water. Um, and uh, with COVID and everything, every, you know, it's a lot of the same because not a lot of places are open. They're not going out as much. Maybe they're working from home. So I'm seeing a lot of snacking, a lot of mindless eating. I start to look at it in more of a um, psychological way. Mm -hmm. why, why, did, why are we having those types of those snacking cravings? What's bringing about late night eating, things like that? Yeah, and what he's talking about is really getting into like your relationship with the food and yes. why you're eating at certain times, why you do certain things, and why you choose certain foods. Because then whenever you're in those scenarios and you're thinking, wait, I'm sitting here watching Netflix or I'm sitting here on a conference call and I'm just putting food in my mouth and I'm not really hungry. In fact, I just ate. I just had a huge pasta with shrimp. Why am I going to go and get... You know, Cheez-Its. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're bored, you're eating. So once you start to realize that, now now you start to implement, oh, okay, now I've cut out late night eating. I've cut out snacks during conference calls. I, in fact, I went to my office, I cleaned out that junk drawer where I had all my, my secret stash. My stash. Of, <laughs> stash of snacks. Hey, I've been there. I've done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I keep it in my car. 
<laughs> yeah, I got mine in my coaching bag. But I keep mine in my purse. Exactly. Everybody on the go. But so so we start to take a look at that, and then from there we start to track. Okay, let's fix this meal here. Let's take a look at this. Why are we eating this? You know, everybody's different when it comes to food. There's no program design. It's a lot different than programming someone's training where, you know, they they like to train a certain way. Everyone ends up eating differently and their times of eating and everything like that. So I really try to Especially with so many different like food allergies and sensitivities that there are now. Like you can't come out with just a one size fits all approach. Some of my clients who eat kosher, some of them it's a free for all. Yeah, some are gluten free, some are allergic Mm -hmm. to dairy and eggs. Everyone's uh, culture and ethnicity plays a huge role in Mm -hmm. the types of food that they're getting at home if they're not the ones cooking. Right. So if you live with your mom and and you're in a Hispanic culture, it's going to be a lot of tortillas, a lot of beans, a lot, you know. So, so and that, that, that plays a huge role. Are you the one cooking? Are you not the one cooking? Is there kids involved? Because now you're talking about having junk food for the kids, but you've been snacking on it. You're finishing your kids' plates. Yeah. You know? So, a lot goes into that, but that those are the first steps. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where y'all complement each other well as business partners. Like how I was saying, he is so selfless when it comes to his clients and he caters to them as individuals rather than a whole. You do that on the nutrition side too. Yeah. So, and that's why I think y'all complement each other well as business partners. But the next question is, do y'all ever fight or argue about how to train or coach a particular client? <laughs> we we have never, never come up with that. I don't think y'all would. I don't. No, see, I think in the very beginning, we kind of understood, we both trained similar. Mm-hmm. Ronnie's a lot more technical, but I've become more more efficient with that, too. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, someone's foot placement becomes a big deal. Why are we yeah. moving that way? Yeah. I started to really pay attention to that because I started eavesdropping a lot, especially at One Life, at our past gym that we both worked at. I was listening to Ronnie and why he was training people a certain way. And then I got to really see it during uh, the corona time when we were training people out, out of my garage and driveway. Mm-hmm. And so, um, no. The answer is no. 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 <laughs> as their intern, I speak for them as well. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, we have fought over certain exercises that we want to include in like a group class. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. We don't need to be doing that. No, I don't like that movement. We need to change that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's the only time we've really... Even then, it's like... It's swapping out a burpee for a jump squat, something like that. No, we we did burpees last week. We need to change it this week. Yeah. It really comes down to it. You're like, Kate, what do you think? (laughs) But that's rare. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, next question. How has COVID changed y'all's business? Clients online, in person, classes, etc. How has the coronavirus as a whole affected all of those areas of the Fit Cook life? Uh, well, none of our clients see us in the gym that we previously worked at. Mm-hmm. We put it forced us to really dive into this business 100%. Yeah, I, I like to contribute. Like Corona to the the birthing really of making the Fit Cook Life an actual thing, because yeah. coming out of this, I mean, we we created the website, we yeah, we started the podcast, like yeah, all that stuff. So 
Yeah. Um, it's definitely changed the business, though. For sure, we've had to adapt. I mean, in the beginning when everything was shut down, we were meeting up with people inside their apartment gyms and, and training them there. But then the apartment gyms shut down, and we were like, well, what the heck do we do now? Yeah. So we moved outdoors. And, uh, <laughs> and then that's, parks shut down. And then parks shut down, and then we couldn't do that. And we were like, well, what's next? Cam's and house. Cam's house. <laughs> we started to go to the driveway and, and hosted and group when- classes because everything was shut down, and we had a... A community that was like we need some kind of outlet we built yeah. boxes we started to accumulate more um more gym equipment, equipment. yeah and everything and now when things were opening back up we tried to trying to figure out you know what's next and stuff like that and it's really pushing us to figure out what do we want the fic of life to become mm-hmm. you know so yeah okay What's the most effective way to train a group class? Ooh. I feel like y'all probably learned that during COVID Yeah. while training in the driveway. There's a lot of different ways that you can train a group class. Yeah, we, we so many different that. types of group classes out there that you can do, too. Yeah, and I think, I think, um, I think that training so many group classes has changed my view of what a group class can be. Yeah. Um, I used to think, oh, it's one big circuit. Everyone moves around one big circle, you know, and then it was like, oh, you know, now it's like, you know, what would you call it? Follow, follow the leader type yeah. workouts. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, all body weight stuff because no one wanted to touch equipment, you know, or yeah, it, it, it's really, it's grown me as a, I guess a, a class instructor, teacher yeah, and coach, but most effective way to, to, to train a group class is to figure out what your clients want. Yeah, exactly. I figure think, out what they want, get them all on the same page, and, and have fun with it. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> definitely forced Ronnie and I to upgrade our, uh, our music equipment. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Entertain, have fun. Yeah. I don't know if this question came from a trainer, if it came from just like a random person or anything yeah. like that, but... Yeah, just have fun with it. Realize what your clients' needs are and, and accommodate. Alrighty. For a home gym, what's two to three things I could buy that I could use for most workouts? Uh, I'll go first on this one. Say, Me, the, the three things? Yeah. Only three? <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. What, what can you sell on eBay that can get you yeah. more money to pay for more things? Yeah, three things though. Um, definitely, I would pick an exercise mat, one hundred percent, because you don't want to be laying on the ground all the time. Yeah, Corona. <laughs> it's your own home. <laughs> Whatever. Still, hard. yeah. Yeah. Have some kind of mat, mm-hmm. some kind of padding, something like that. You can use it as a size reference, too, for whatever reason, too. But that would be number one. Number two, I would have some kind of resistance, uh, some kind of dumbbells. I'm going to go ahead and pick dumbbells. Um, and I would ideally want them to be adjustable. So one that you can add weight onto, or if it's like that kind that you could turn the dial and change your weights. Um Something where you can change that resistance, though. If you're stuck with it, then get a couple pairs of two different size dumbbells. 
Um, and me personally, I would pick a kettlebell for sure, 100%. <laughs> Either a 30 pound or 35 pound for someone who's starting out because you can do a lot of different exercises with that specific weight. But for someone in general, I would recommend getting uh, some kind of resistance bands. Right. So exercise mat, mm-hmm. adjustable yeah. dumbbells, yeah. Mm-hmm. and resistance band. Yeah, mine was definitely going to be the mat. The mat was going to be my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do kettlebells. I like those, but dumbbells is a tiebreaker, though, because I feel like you can do more with dumbbells than you can with a kettlebell. <laughs> in, my, in, in my view, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the woman who's married to a man who loves kettlebells. Um, Coming from the woman who's married to a man who has a kettlebell tattooed on his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Um, and the third thing, hmm. Well, I guess I could do a kettlebell and dumbbell. Oh, so the same thing that Ronnie picked. Okay. <laughs> For me. I'm gonna go as seen on TV route. You need the Bowflex, Shake Weight, and the Iron Man. You know what I'm talking about. The Arm Blaster? Arm Blaster. <laughs> no. Um, don't get those things. Don't get the little thing that you step on and it shakes you or anything like booty bands. You don't need them. What I would say is a great pair of shoes. Because okay. most people overlook that. Yeah. You That's know? very true. Yes. Oh, I'm 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 spitting fire over here, man. Mm. Take notes. Say less. Mm. What? <laughs> Do you want me to keep talking or no? Yeah, keep okay. talking. Um, <laughs> I would say a kettlebell, and I would say if you're just starting out, thirty. If you if you are more in shape, forty. Push yourself. Yeah. And then, because if you're gonna spend the money. You're going to outgrow that 30-pound 30, that 30 kettlebell pretty quick. In fact, if I had to pick three things, I would get two different size kettlebells. See what I did there? Yeah. Skip the dumbbells. You don't need it. Anything you do with a dumbbell, you can do with a kettlebell. Sorry, intern. Um, I'm just thinking of things I've done before. But honestly, you know, throw a beach towel down. That could be your ab mat. But that's just my personal opinion. I would say shoes are very important. You get out, start moving, run, walk, whatever. Make sure that your feet are protected and that they feel good after the workout. Right? Because when your feet are sore, you're not going to want to work out. Second one would be a smaller kettlebell. The third one would be a larger kettlebell. There you go. So we got exercise mats, we got dumbbells, we got kettlebells, and we got resistance bands. Yeah. Take your pick or yeah. get all of them. Bless you. Thank you. Okay. And last question would be, is it different for y'all in your personal life's training now versus before y'all were personal trainers? Yeah. So so I had to diagnose this question a little bit. (laughs) Basically, what they're asking is, what's the difference between before you were a trainer? So back when we were chunky. Okay. Your train... what was your training like then versus now after your personal trainer? So now that you know how the body moves and you know what to do, has your training changed? Yes. And how? 
So I'll go first. Before I was a personal trainer, man, it was all about looking good in the mirror. I was looking at myself in the mirror the whole time, right? And I was doing a lot of arm curls. And I was doing a lot of uh, uh, chest and upper body stuff. Not a lot of legs. That hurt. I didn't like it. But, you know, for me, it was it was all about um, how did I perceive to look to everyone else in the gym. Very self-conscious with that. So I didn't want to try anything new. I was scared to try anything new. I was always doing the same routine over and over again because I knew what I, I thought I knew what I was doing there. So now I tr- I'm trying new workouts every almost every day and I'm doing different stuff all the time and I'm really pushing myself to add more weight. I was not doing that beforehand. Beforehand, if I knew I could lift the 30s, I was sticking with the 30s. Now I'm like, all right, grab those 70s, grab those 90s. You know, I'm pushing myself more. And uh, back then I didn't know what form even would begin to look like doing exercises properly, and now I do. Mm. Mm. What about you? For me, back before I started to really uh, get into training, um, like Cam, I focused on aesthetics, but I didn't focus on nutrition. Um, so if we're talking about fitness as a whole, I was I was really focused on working out, but I wasn't very focused on my nutrition. I figured, uh, well, I can eat whatever I want to because I'm working out this yeah, way. I'm working out hard so I can eat yeah. whatever I want. I had the same mindset. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but really looking at it now, like looking back at it, I would say the biggest difference between my training that I did back then versus now is I used to train for the way I looked. Um, and now the way that I train is for performance. I want to be able to move better. I want to be able to to move well and, and continue moving as I, I grow older and improve my mobility and stuff like that. So now it's more about just the way my body feels and the way my body moves rather than I am concerned about moving a ton of weight or or looking super jacked or anything like that. Like, yeah. if you focus on the way your body is actually supposed to move, then those appearance gains are going to be there too. So. Yeah, and that's so true. No need to be the guy grunting in the gym every single day. Right. <laughs> Everything like that. Yeah. But thank y'all so much for those questions. That was fun. Yeah. Well, did y'all have anything no. else? No, that was it. For today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, for next week's podcast for the Fit Cook Life, um, they're starting a new season. New Woo! season of the podcast. Wow. New yeah. season. What season is this now? It's going to be season five. five. It'll be season five next. Okay. So, a couple of announcements. What's new at the Fit Cook Life is emails, announcements, tips, and recipes. <laughs> yeah, she's reading the notes. Why did you <laughs> I love it. I, I told her, hey, at the end, it's going to be you. I don't know what I'm saying. <clears throat> Guys, if you want to get... If you want to figure out what's new at the <laughs> Cook Life. Thank you. Great. You can sign up for the emails, the announcements, any free tips and recipes. Head on over great. to the website. Enter in your email. You can subscribe to head on over to our newsletter. Um, enter in. We, we send out tons of free content for you guys. You can also follow us on all social media. We love putting out free content for you to help educate you and really help you further you along in your fitness journey. Also, we have the 
the Transformation Journal, mm-hmm. the FCL Tumblr, yeah, coming out with another mm-hmm. Tumblr. And let me tell you something. If you're subscribed to the email list, we're going to start doing a little fun stuff where, you know, you might get a deal, a little discount code. Catch a little coupon? Yeah, a little coupon in the mail, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So make sure that you're subscribed to our email list. Make sure that you're over there checking out all the cool stuff. Sometimes we're going to throw up a discount, might discount everything over the weekend. Oh, yeah, guys. And and make sure you head on over to the website and check it out. We've been changing a lot of things on there. I swear I pull that sucker up like once a week and I'm changing something on there. So make sure you check it out. And uh, we got new services up there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So new season next time on the FCL Podcast. Super jacked about it. Also, make sure if you're subscribed to our email list, you'll get this. But we are going to have a little dirty Santa party. Mm-hmm. With some of our clients. Super excited. Some of the folks around here in the ATL, some of our sponsors, stuff like that. So make sure you head on over. Again, follow Apothecary ATL on Instagram. Follow us at The Fit Cook Life. And guys, until next time. Toodles. Goodbye. Season five. <laughs>